Diana Vavaro is a 14-year industry veteran as a hair and makeup artist. She has been an educator for 10 years and is now the director of the Paul Mitchell School in New York City. Today, we're going to hear about what we can all do to help rising stylists be more successful, salons, schools, as well as teachers. Welcome back to the Hairs Us a Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host. Today, I'm here with Diana Vavaro. How are you doing today, Diana? I'm really good. How are you, Rob? I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, so um, our last conversation we had, and if you're listening or watching, you didn't hear the last conversation, we talked about uh, what challenges Diana's seeing and hearing about from rising stylists as they enter the workforce. I think it's a good listen for a salon owner uh, who's interested in hiring. I think there's some good pieces of information in there. You know, whether you like them or not, I still think it's important to know the stuff that's coming, you know, because Diana's works with these kids every day. And for what do we say 10 years, you know, so Diana, what, um, what type of just a little recap, uh, you know, just a couple of, of sentences, if you can, uh, about like the, some of those challenges that, uh, rising stylists are having. Um, so rising stylists are having challenges, basically feeling comfortable in the salon environment and um, really just looking to find a place that where they fit in and they they feel accepted and, and appreciated. Yeah. And I think one of the, the, the main the big point, I think, that uh, addressed that was when you said in the previous episode with you, uh, you said uh, to do like a shadow day, like get these young people, get these people into your salon and like, instead of, you know, the one-on-one conversation in the back of the salon or even at a coffee shop or in the break room or in your office or whatever, it's not enough for them to see, you know, for themselves. So I, I do like this idea of a shadow day, uh, or having people come in, um, and maybe even on a regular basis. So if you want to know more about this topic, uh, please Go back and watch that episode. There's a lot of good pieces of information. Uh, so for today, we're going to talk about what uh, what things that we can that we could do. Uh, you know, and schools, teachers, and salon owners can do more of to help the rising stylists be successful. And uh, I know that some salon owners uh, they'd prefer me to talk about what rising stylists could do to be more successful in getting a job, but that's not the conversation we're having today. Uh, so why don't we start off with what, uh, you know, what do you think, if you have any opinions, what schools uh, could be doing to help ensure rising stylists have more success? Yeah. So teachers should be working um, with the future professionals and letting them know what it really is like to work in a salon and talk to them about their personal testimonies and what they had to do to be able to be successful and just really build that con- that connection and that relationship where your future professionals trust you and they believe when you tell them how hard you had worked to get to where you are today. Nice. And um, is there like, uh, I know I've been as guest speaker to uh, Paul Mitchell School. I was there at, at your at your school and I've done other schools as well. Um, is that like a, you know, tell us a little bit about that, how that works, you know, the, from the perspective of the school, you know, what is that used for how, and how is that used? So we have um, guest artist class, which is an amazing way to bring the community 
and beyond into the school um, so that this way the future professionals are able to see a bunch of different options out there. So sometimes we have celebrity educators, um, sometimes it's local salons and barber shops, or like we were saying, Ulta's, Sephora's, um, places like that. And they really get to build a connection with the future professional. So not only do they get to talk about their business, they get to talk about how they became successful, give them tips and tricks, talk about what they're looking for um, in their apprentices, uh, talk about the salon environment that they have, um, services that they offer, and just really like build that respect and admiration for each other. So uh, the future professionals are watching these you know, professionals on stage and they're kind of like blown away. So they automatically want to stay after and speak to them. And then this way they could build that connection. And once they graduate, they can have a place to work. So we really encourage them to build the connections with the guest artists every time. And uh, would you say that your guest artist spaces are completely like booked out or do you think or is there there room for more salons to come and visit there's there's always room so we we do book up so right now i would say that i'm probably booking for april and it's february um so it's not crazy you could still always get in um if you have a relationship with your local beauty school as a salon that's going to help you so much. So if you have a local Paul Mitchell school, that's amazing. Um, if there's a different kind of beauty school, I would still reach out, reach out to the school's placement leader, maybe the admissions, um, and just let them know that you're interested in hiring. You would like to come in, definitely attend the career, career fair days in the beauty school. Um, Also, another thing that we do for our future professionals, which is amazing and I think really stands out, is we use Canvas Me. Have you heard of that? It's an online um, portfolio. So all of our future professionals, we have them create their beautiful Canvas Me, which really like humanizes them as a person. So instead of giving out resumes, you could scan their QR codes. And this worked really great at our career fair. It automatically brings you to their website, which it shows all like their work, all about them. They could actually post not only photos, but videos. So you could really get to know the future professional through through this new um, like media outlet that so much like cooler than a paper resume because now everything is like virtual and digital and this is how the future professionals are. So I think salons need to kind of be a little bit more um, out there too with like the QR codes and just like being able to be like visible in that social space. So I have, uh, I've, you know, when I was up there visiting in New York, uh, you told, you know, one of the things I talk a lot about is uh, work, you know, having, taking advantage of part-time hours or night school so that you could work in a salon. But I believe you said that in New York, they can't really work in a salon. Is that right? So legally in New York, you're not supposed to be an assistant in a salon without having your temporary license. So you could be a receptionist. I mean, there's maybe other things that you could do just to to become familiar. But legally, you're not allowed to hire an unlicensed beauty professional in the state of New York to assist. Gotcha. And what about um, 
what about what do you think about that as a, as a thing like for you know if a school let's say a school doesn't have like that flexibility in hours and they are in a state that does allow that is that something that you would promote um i think that it is definitely good to have experience and um it kind of i've noticed that sometimes when people have had prior salon um experience. You know, some people come, their parents have owned a salon and they grew up in the salon. I think people that have been more um, like around that atmosphere previous to coming to school or while they're in school, they have a little bit better of an understanding of what it actually takes to work in a salon. So I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, I think it's definitely a good idea to be familiar with. All right. I think, um, I think I like this conversation. You know, I I personally push the concept of uh, community engagement uh, will help us all. I, I the more I talk to rising stylists, the more I, I the more I come to find out that there's a lot of stuff that they don't know that they don't know. And how are they supposed to know what they don't know if we're not going in and talking to them? You know, if I'm a salon owner that I have these ex- certain level of expectations that I think are the only level type of expectations that any salon should have because that's my business and I'm doing it, doing business the way I think business should be done. But if I'm not communicating that with the younger generation and how, what do they know? Like from what I see, these young people that with no salon experience um, and a lot of them with no real work experience, at least in the service industry, uh, they have a lot of these expectations that are based on things that they saw on Instagram. and Yeah, because they see things on Instagram and then they think like it's immediate. It's like that instant gratification. It's a, you know, they just want to be famous overnight, like Instagram famous or, you know, a lot of them want to be their own entrepreneurs and they want to have their own businesses. A lot of them, they, they have really big dreams and, you know, that that's not necessarily like a bad thing. I think it's really great for people to want to have all of these amazing things. It's just that they need to be willing to do the work in order to get there. And honestly, some of them really are. Um, And there's a lot of people that are really, really talented, like this younger generation, just from watching Instagram and things like that, even though we didn't grow up with that. um, People that have been watching it their whole lives, they're they're pretty, they come in and they kind of know a lot of stuff already. You know, we just have to refine everything. And you know, you can't endorse everything you see on social media. We try to only make them watch Paul Mitchell professional YouTube. But, um, you know, I think that it, that kind of did help them a little bit um, experience wise, technically. But like you're saying, the actual work that goes behind it is unseen. And that's what where we do need to educate them to let them know, you know, you can have anything that you want. You just need to work hard for it. Yeah, I love. I love big dreams, big ideas. And I mean, I'm, that's me. I mean, that's what I do. I come up with these ideas that are so lofty and, um, and I, you know, for a long time, I just assumed things that had I put in a little bit more work to like discover what steps I need to take or, um, or like went out and got the advice for, or mentorship, uh, like I didn't know them until it's like, you know, so many years down the line. And then I'm like, man, if I would have just known that earlier and uh, I would have been, I would have been able to have, you know, this other, these other things have happened already. Um, 
I think, uh, I think, you know, this whole idea of what you don't know, you, you don't know what you don't know. So we need to help teach them. But I also agree that young people are coming out of school light years ahead of where any of us were at the same point in their career because of this access to online education. And, and I do agree that their work that they're producing is so much on a, on a higher level and it may require some refinement. It may require some more uh, variety or diversity, you know, uh, but like that all can be taught. And I think instead of getting frustrated over the fact that communicating is different or the education is different or the expectation is different, I think it's kind of more like laying into like what is important to you as a business. And, you know, when it comes to hiring uh, as a salon owner, I think that's salon owners, you know, probably should just always be hiring, probably. Yeah, I would uh, say always. Yeah, just keep keep continuing to interview and let people come and shadow. And um, this way, if something happens, you you have connections to get other future professionals or, you know, these rising stars in. I think that salon should advertise on online too, like for when they're when they're hiring. I think that oh, yeah. social media like really helps out because all the future professionals are always, you know, how everybody's always on social media. So they, they could see the job, you know, ads through, through the Instagram page. And then they feel like more comfortable, I think, reaching out through like DMs. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And that's they, they could, you know, reach them that way. We definitely gave the salon owners quite a bit of stuff to uh, think about in terms of, you know, when they go out to hiring. I know for from experience, when I was hiring, when it was like, oh, let's hire somebody. It was like, I just thought it would be so, so easy to find yeah. somebody. And it was like, it took me months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like hard. It's so oh hard. Oh, my gosh. It took me so long. And, uh, you know, it's like finding the person that is a fit is just, it's, it's a lot of work. And, um, and I feel like others could be a lot of frustration come coming from that. That's, there's all this work and then you put all this time into it and then the person comes and things don't work out and then you get upset and you do it again. Eventually I could see you becoming resentful and bitter about it. You know, so I, I think, uh, I think taking some of these tips, like, you know, regularly interacting with, with the with the local beauty schools, uh, regularly posting about you know the work uh, about you know the behind the scenes stuff, you know what what it is that helps make you great, you know more so than just a good like you know perspective and attitude. Like you know what are what are the steps that you took? Um, so anyway, I think uh, I like I like this conversation, and I really appreciate your input. Is there any? Uh, how about like, you know, we've been giving advice to teachers and schools and uh, and salons. How about we just like sign off with some advice within the same vein to rising stylists? Because I don't think it's realistic to expect the industry to just change everything to cater to what they want now. Is there anything that uh, maybe some young, young people should consider uh, as they embark on this journey now that we've told the rest of the industry uh, some ideas on how they could perform better? Yeah, so I would say to take advantage of every opportunity that you can while you are in beauty school. So if that means that you have opportunities to go and do like we're going to be doing New York Fashion Week, um, amazing opportunity. 
you get to do the hair and makeup behind the scenes. You get to interact with people, um, whatever the opportunity is, just take advantage of it. Always say yes. You never know who you're going to meet and what connections you're going to have. So just be open to that. Um, know that you have to, you're going to have to work hard. Anything in life that you want that's worth it, it does not come easy. Um, just be consistent set goals, long-term goals, short-term uh, term goals, and then praise yourself. Like once you reach a goal, be super happy about it. This way it gives you the confidence and just really work on that. Like be always be positive, manage that self-talk in the way that, that you're looking and thinking about like going into the industry. If you're afraid and you feel like you can't do it, then you're not going to, you, you your body physically will tell you, you can't. But when you tell your mind that you got this, I could do this. And you have that open communication with um, whoever works in the salon, let them know, like, I'm super scared to take my first client or, you know, I'm really not great at, you know, curly blowouts or whatever it is. Just have that communication and just continue to work hard. And whatever you want to accomplish, you can. You just have to take your steps to get there and just be consistent and show up every day. And when you really want something and you have a kind, genuine heart and you really care about people, the world will give that back to you and you'll be able to have anything that you dream of. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show and get talking about this topic. And, you know, I know some salon owners are still hitting me up about it and other salon owners have, have adjusted and, um, and, you know, they're having success. And so I think just in more conversations like this and more engagement, uh, if you're listening to this or watching it, uh, please leave a comment below. Uh, please like send us a message. Uh, we would love to hear from you and what your take is on all this stuff, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, we're our community and uh, we're going to thrive more if we share our insights and our opinions and um, not everybody's right and not, and not everybody's wrong. And it's just kind of like the more we talk about this stuff, I feel like the more we'll kind of lift everybody up. So thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me. Thank you for having me. All right. I will. Until next time, I will talk to you again later. Okay. Thanks, Rob.